Hello again, this is Noah and John from Urban Digs. We're at Talk in Manhattan. We're at Brown Harris Stevens today with Victoria Vinegar. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. Uh, this show is basically about just extracting unbiased, real-time thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, there are agents, there are consumers out there, they're confused about the markets. So um, I usually start out high level. What's in general going on with the market right now? And, and before I start that question, how long have you been in business for? Approximately 20 years. Okay, so you're a 20-year veteran. You've done a lot of deals. You've seen... Seen the ups, seen the downs. You've seen everything. Yeah. All right, this is a crazy business. What's going on out there? So there's a lot of confusion in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. The Both sellers and buyers are confused. And for the last approximately two, two and a half years, the prices were declining. Mm -hmm. um, they might be declining even further, but we, of course, don't know how much they will be declining. So the confusion is in a sense that the sellers feel that they have caught up with the marketplace. Right. Their prices are already up to par with yep. the market. But the buyers were feeling like that two years ago. And right now they hesitate to act because they think that the prices will fall down even right. further. So you, you yeah. think there's a disconnect between buyers and sellers. So Correct. sellers are saying, hey, listen, I've adjusted my price. And buyers are saying, well, the market's going to keep going down. So Correct. I'm not going to bid up for this. Yeah. And most of the people we talk to, actually, they look at it as a spread. You got the sellers up here, you got the buyers over yep. here, and that spread is kind of wide right now, and us brokers are trying to bridge that yep. gap. Yep. Um, thank you for, for sharing some honest opinions. Um, Brian Morgan at City Habitats said the same thing a little while ago. I think he was spot on with, with the market having negative pricing pressures. And I think that's not necessarily us saying that the real-time market is going to go down in the next few months, but more of the lines that... The sales trends are lagging. A lot of people don't understand this. On Urban Digs, we show sales trends at a two-month delay because something that closes, yeah. I'm sorry, something that's signed into contract yeah. today takes how long to close, right? Two to three months mm -hmm. to close. A best-case scenario. Best-case scenario, sometimes a little longer. Yeah. And then after it closes, you gotta wait three weeks to three months for the accurate public filing of that right. public record price. And when you add that whole delay up, it's like six months, and in aggregate, it could be up to nine months. So yeah. every sales trend that we're looking at is really just a reflection of right. what happened six to nine months prior. With that in mind, I agree. I actually think that the last couple of months have been sluggish, and I think there's some negative pricing pressures in the pipeline. Even though in real time, we could be turning around, mm -hmm. we just won't know for six to nine months. Right. Correct. So, yeah. Correct. So just when we, what Noah was talking about yeah. is you know, we look at that spread, and we have buyers on the brokers, brokers on the buyer side trying to get their buyers up, and you have brokers on the seller side trying to get yeah. their sellers down. Yeah. Could you tell us about some of these conversations that, that you've been having with the buy side or the sell side to kind of walk them through what the market is to doing? To manage right their now? expectations. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and I feel like at this time, I'm exactly in that business, the business of managing expectations. Yeah. And it's extremely hard. And what's very hard to translate is that the appreciation we... We're used to seeing, yeah. you know, eight, nine, ten years ago, mm -hmm. the rate of that appreciation is very, very slow right now, yeah. if not existent. So let's say if you purchased five to seven years ago and you're a seller right now, most likely you have to reduce your price below what you purchased, yeah. which is a very, very hard pill to swallow, especially yeah. if you're in Manhattan, because people think Manhattan always appreciates. Mm. So for Sellers, I always tell sellers that the buyers need to see real value. They need to see that either it's below 
the what you know the be, yeah. below the current comps. Mm-hmm. Um, so buyers need to see they're getting a deal. The buyer buyers need to see that they're getting a deal mm-hmm. and that they feel that they have the cushion. Let's say if the market goes down yeah. even further, that they feel like they're getting a very good value. Mm-hmm. Are you pricing? By, are your clients? I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, okay. Are your clients um, pricing in future declines in their in their bids? As in seller buyers? No, no, no. no the, the, just the buyers. Just the buyers Are that you're representing. The buyer clients that you do. You work with buyers right of now. Of course I do. Okay, so those buyer clients that are putting yeah. in bids or hopefully putting in bids, yeah. are they? Are they? Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Are they pricing in um, future declines? They are making offers for future declines. Okay. And they're very patient. Mm-hmm. None of the buyers that I'm working with, you know, have a sense of urgency that existed mm-hmm. a few years ago. Right. Right. Are are sellers reacting to that? Are they are they engaging those bids? Are they coming down more than you think? Not all sellers. Okay. Realistic sellers right. do, but not all sellers do. Right. You know, and the sellers who understand markets and understand momentum, right. they understand that they need to engage the buyer, and that's where they make a deal. So let me, let me I know you, correct me if I'm wrong, sure. but you have a sort of a Wall Street background before you came into real estate. Is that, is that correct? Sort of. A little bit of a Wall Street background, but also technology background. Technology background. Yeah, well, this, and marketing. Yeah, that's a little what bit we have. background. Very good. Wall Street and technology city. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, little. well, let me ask you. So, Manhattan is famous for having very savvy customers, Correct. both on the buy side and the sell yeah. side. And I, I can clearly imagine that asking a seller to sell below yeah. where they bought it is a painful task. Yeah. And my guess is the only thing that alleviates that is time. They just have to have time to do it. But I'm yeah. wondering, how do you prepare, what kind of documentation, what kind of numbers are you presenting to, to savvy buyers, savvy sellers to show them right. what's happening in this market? Because everything that will tell you that the luxury condo market above 10 million is getting hurt a lot more than the one to two million co-op market correct but even the one to two million co-op market the inventory if you look at inventory reports like for example brown hair stevens does an inventory report every month Mm -hmm. it used to be called an absorption report but a lot of people even the ones in the finance (laughs) business had um, confusion of what the absorption rate is so now we call it the inventory report which basically states you know how much inventory is out there mm-hmm. within a specific segment yep. and how long will it take to absorb it right. so those numbers are significantly up which means that the inventory is growing I mean mm-hmm. that's what it is yeah. so when I speak with sellers what I show them I show them the inventory report but I also personally track um, that we have the tools to track the mm-hmm. data for every single listing that I've had over the last 10 to 15 years but more immediately over the last let's a year mm-hmm. when I have a listing I know exactly how many views I had online right. I know exactly how that converted into the actual showing requests mm-hmm. and furthermore how those showing requests converted into offers or not mm-hmm. and that is an absolute real data so yeah. it's not about just I'm looking at averages I'm looking right. you know this is what I show how do, you, how do you have the pricing conversation do you look at what's active on the market or you look at something else I look at everything I look at what's active on the market Mm -hmm. I look what's sold and closed I look what's in contract Mm -hmm. and when I 
call my colleagues about properties that are in contract, not only do I ask them approximately what the price was, but I also ask them about the traffic. What was the traffic like? That's an interesting because question. Because yeah. the sellers, you know, they have this excitement about mm -hmm. putting something on the market, and then we put something on the market, and then they think I'm going to have this flood of activity, and then it just sort of kind of quiets down a little bit. Yeah. So this is why for my sellers, I provide what I call marketing activity and customer activity reports. Because mm -hmm. on the marketing side, I show them what is it that I did to market the property, right. that how did that convert into that's, actual traffic? That's very interesting. Could I, could I ask you a quick question about sure. that? Which is, okay, so I'm a seller, I've yep. listed my property. Yep. What's the, in this market, in yep. this sort of stagnant, Correct. possibly declining market, what? Yeah. What's the ideal traffic report look like? Do you want to see a huge spike of traffic day one, or is it better to see like a continuum, like steady, steady, steady for a I mean, few weeks? It probably weeks. works. I think everything just has a huge spike in the beginning, but I mean, you know. Right, and so I've actually done the charts of that, and over time, no matter over the last, I think maybe 15, 16 years, we were able to keep track of data. So what mm -hmm. I show in my charts on average, the first four to six weeks, that's where I see the huge spike, and then it just sort of, you know, that's really interesting because that, now you can have um, that conversation about the price cut and you have yeah. actual data. That's what I was getting to, is right. Because then to, you can see another, if you get a price however, cut. However, right. right now the price cut conversations, we used to wait maybe 30 days to have a price cut right. conversation. But mm. right now we need to maybe wait a little bit longer because it takes longer to sell. It right, takes right. longer for people to, not everybody jumps to say like, for example, this Sunday's Easter weekend, yeah. right? Easter Sunday. Yeah. So it's not going to be like, oh my gosh, this is going to sell and I have but to the go But the serious buyers that. will be out there. They, 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 they will be out out there and they may be serious about looking but not necessarily right acting on it not necessarily acting so all of these things I take into consideration when I price yeah let's see I think that's what's so the average yeah. so you were asking me I'm sorry you were asking me yeah. about the average traffic I yep. should expect I would say right now if something is priced really well anywhere between one to four or five showings a week Okay. If I have anything more than that, it's great, but yeah. that's what the average is. Right, well, that's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great proxy to use for pricing right. And I guess what I would say is if I'm looking at this data set, especially over time, if I can start to develop a normal distribution for traffic and prices, right. I can instantly, you can almost instantly tell whether you've priced it right. Right. Based, even if you just threw a dart at a dartboard, a price dartboard, and said, all right, Correct. well, let's just try this price. Because if it's not priced right, you're not going to see the traffic, and you're going to basically be far out on the tail before right. you see any kind of uh, and, and you made a really good point earlier is that sellers need to see for themselves. You know, some sellers just need to see, all right, I, I got to see for myself. I'm on the market right. for three weeks or four weeks. I want to make sure right. that, that we're not yeah. going to get a price that, you know, um, we're going to miss it or something. Um, it, it's it's really a, a very interesting phenomenon. Yes, yeah, sorry. And the sweet, the sweet spot, I feel like pricing a little bit below, you know, about 10% below what I think it should be yeah. mm -hmm. to get more than that one to five people because yeah. I mean if you can get a know. seller that agrees to that a lot yeah. of seller don't doesn't they don't agree to it but no. you know if you could find that sweet spot of pricing and, and yes. somehow get it a few basis points yeah. below that level yeah. mm -hmm. the market should compensate and there should be a couple of interested people and there should be some type of Correct. maybe multiple offer situation Correct. Yes. Victoria let, let's say you have a new listing yeah and let's say you go to the first two weeks yeah you don't have one show yeah right, you just said before you get one to four showings mm -hmm. a week what conversation do you have with your seller? Well, it's the conversation of reiterating mm -hmm. what we discussed before we placed the property on the market, but not 
in an accusatory way. Right, of course. <laughs> so you're coming back to the expectations but, that you've but set. But coming back, you know, coming back to, to the expectations and also coming back to the fact that it is slower mm-hmm. than... Would you know, recommend a price cut at that time? So, two uh, weeks after? No. Because it's too soon? It's too soon. Would it... Would it act like a desperate play like what it would have a negative consequence you think well, like psychologically speaking I think psychologically it's, it's hard to say what is happening psychologically but what's happening electronically is that buyers only look at information electronically right now most of the time right. like they will not call to ask you know why did you reduce the price or right. why was it priced like that to begin with They'll or, just assume something. or the brokers who represent buyers they won't call and say you know can you tell me a little bit about the apartment most brokers I don't right. want to say all brokers but most brokers won't make those phone calls and they won't say you know if we come to you with this will you entertain yeah. the offer so they 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 make so people the market makes an assumption that oh this is a desperate seller right. so they have to you know dump it they're reducing the price when right. in fact that's not it right you know the seller wants to sell the buyer wants to buy and that's that so and, so just to, and don't forget your question john so just to elaborate yeah. on that, um, yeah. in that situation when traffic's light, you'd probably yeah. wait closer to that four to six week mark with that bell curve of the. That of the, is correct. Okay, and I gotcha. think it's also very important for the seller to know we tried, yeah. that every effort has been made to market the property at that particular yeah. price. Right. And at the end of the day, if anything is priced cheap enough, I'm going to use that word. I mean, it's going to move, you know, it doesn't require much skill to yeah. negotiate or whatnot. So you really have to show that you represent the, the, the and I think agents should, of the seller. Agents should tell this stuff direct to their, I mean, they, they should not um, cherry pick information. They should yeah. not um, Pollyanna it. They should just flat out say, it's been three weeks. I have not had one call on this thing. I have yeah. not had one showing this Absolutely. thing. I'm just letting you know that if we get to another week or so, we Absolutely. should have a serious conversation. Right. And, I was going to say, so the analogy that comes to my mind is if, yeah. you just, if you just look at the number line, yeah. you know, all the way from a negative infinity to positive infinity, it's a single line. But That's if you look right. above, and, be, above yeah. and below it, you have, quote unquote, the complex numbers. They exist above yeah. this. So right now you're kind of talking yeah. about what I deem to be sort of complex transparency which is yeah. like hey listen I can see everything that's happened it's yeah. very clear the price was cut yeah. I don't know why that price is cut yeah. unless I pick up the phone and actually get some correct broker to broker intel to kind of correct. tell me what's happening and yeah. a lot of consumers just aren't doing that because they feel like oh I saw it yeah so I know the price yeah. is cut and they you know false consensus that Noah likes to talk about yeah. which is yeah. like I think the market's falling so Clearly, they cut it because the market's falling or there's something else. What happening. I always tell my sellers, because some sellers say, well, I don't, I don't want to be involved. I don't want to hear anything. All I just want to hear is an offer. Mm-hmm. And what I tell them, let's say if a week goes by and I don't have any calls, mm-hmm. I said, whether you want it or not, I will email you, I will call you, I will text you, right. and I will let you know that this week I did not have any showing requests. Yeah. Because I think it's very important for them because no matter how much disengaged yeah. They say they are. Yeah. They're not disengaged. Right. And that three weeks is going to go by. They're like, oh, I haven't heard from my broker. It's been like a month. I haven't heard from right. my broker. Yeah. And I'm not getting any traffic. And what's, it's, it's, know, a, it's what's a great up. point. And I, so. and I think sellers also um, appreciate the actual information. And I think some agents might be scared or afraid to have that conversation with them um, too soon. Maybe make, it'll make them look bad, maybe. I don't right. know that they're not doing their job. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I tend to think that um, sellers will, you know, you gotta tell them what's really going on out there yeah, and they'll and appreciate the, it. And the flip side is, of course, you can translate this immediately to buyers. So if activity yeah. starts picking up on your own sell side, you can right. immediately refer to your buyers. Hey, listen, uh, right. stuff's picking yeah. up. 
which is very interesting because the buyers, to flip to the buyers for a second, all buyers say that, you know they're waiting for that proverbial bottom. Yeah. But what I think is when that proverbial bottom happens, it's already too late right. because then things are already you know kind of yeah. picking up, and then there's a lot more activity, there are a lot more offers, and yeah. I will tell you even right now, I've noticed over the last literally two to three weeks there were a couple of deals that I was working with buyers that were priced really really well mm -hmm. and I did say that they were priced really really well yep. yeah and there was no that sense of urgency and at the end of the day you know there were offers in those and they were accepted offers mm -hmm. and brokers are a lot less likely to even show for backup because they'd like to see that deal were they accepted offers with your clients or with the other clients with other clients okay but your client did see this and they saw a, they saw a good property or two you good know. properties, and B, they saw your answer that this you looks know. like it's priced so, right. So, correct, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and it's very, um, you know, interesting that even for backup, it's very hard to get access right yeah. now because everybody's so cautious. They'd like to see, you know, <laughs> they don't yeah, want to scare and, the And buyers buyer. are going to yeah. be the first ones. So, buyers and brokers, they're going to yeah. be the first one to see it, but the buyers, you know, yeah. because, because brokers yeah. are, are servicing clients, and those clients are a mix of buyers, sellers, and, and, and yeah. whatever, and they're all in different areas and yeah. different sectors. But buyers know the market. Buyers know yeah. their market. And you start seeing a couple of good choice properties yeah. go quickly and priced right, that should ding something in your head. We've heard yeah. this. This is all anecdotal, right? Correct. My yeah. numbers right here, I got to be honest with you. My yeah. numbers look don't look good. <laughs> I mean, they're just they're just not. Yeah. Their days on market's at one hundred and ten, well, which is the highest I remember. Yeah, but well, one second. So you're you're talking about point. bad from a seller's perspective, from a buyer's no, perspective. No, not the, not the highest you remember. No, from I the buyer's perspective, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of supplies, a lot of pending sales. But I'm hearing from brokers in the last yeah. couple of weeks, right. right? And even you mentioned before the podcast yes. started that you're you know what yeah. I'm starting to see some activity. Correct. But it's not really reflecting in the numbers yet, and that's the thing. It takes like. We need to have a couple of months of actually sustained, yeah. progressive uptick Correct. in activity until these numbers start to turn around. Yeah, so. and one of the things that I, I don't want to go off too much on a tangent here, but one of the things yeah. that concerns me is the last couple of years have been really marked by just general uncertainty. What's right. happening in the macro environment? What's happening in the micro environment? Yeah. And it seems like there was a little bit of a stabilization toward the end of the year. Things started to seem to be picked up, and then they just passed a new basically a mansion tax reform, which is going to change the mansion tax for units almost of the, what? Adds more uncertainty. Over. It's just going to add yeah. another yeah. layer of uncertainty. So even yeah. though that's codified and that's going to happen, it's just another layer of, well... We're going into another presidential election campaign. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's... there's I, don't think, I don't think the uncertainty is going to settle down right. anytime soon. I agree. Look, so. you know what? What's different about today and what's strange... I've been following Manhattan market since 1997, 1998, so yeah. a little over 20 years now. Yeah. Um, all of the down cycles were quick and fierce. Like yeah. it just got hit. It was down. It was down for six months. It, it was down it's, for a it's year. A longer cycle. It's and then it came back. This is like it's the first time cycle. it's been down forever. And I think that's what's so crimping about this. Like the market's not running away from anybody. And I think no. buyers are aware of that. What we need is more yeah. of that situation where the buyers start losing it's, good properties. But, but I will yeah. also say yeah. that the inventory is up, and in some cases. Mm -hmm. um, the inventory's up and it's a very mediocre inventory yeah. and that sort of mixes up with the good inventory but right. nonetheless it affects it it affects the numbers yeah, like right. i will you get say the outliers dragging everything down this week i previewed a new condo project and i'm not going to say what the address is but location is unbelievable mm -hmm. the quality the built is really below average mm. for Manhattan 
but the prices that are being asked are yeah for the first time in my mind i thought this is really unbelievably overpriced sometimes you see it at yeah. a you know a property of a certain price point right and you're yeah. just like wow and no matter you know you kind of like put the price aside the, the market's say, gonna slap them in the face and yeah. you say <laughs> you know and unfortunately there's a lot more of these yeah. you know mediocre projects and, that creep into the market here yep. and that yeah. affects the good you know it yeah. affects the good inventory and that's something that we've been talking about you know there's a big problem in new developments number one is that yeah. there's the lack of you know we've previously talked about transparency and that sort of yeah. unseen issues of transparency like where the developer has a price yeah. that they're showing to the public, and then there's a price where they're actually do a deal, and yeah. you have no information what that well, is. Well, the buyer, buyer has no idea but, either. Yeah. But I just want to go yeah. back to one of the interesting things, which is, yeah. yeah, the market, even if the market does turn, everyone wants to buy that bottom. They want to get that bottom price. But what's funny is when the market is on fire, no one cares about paying the top. That's the thing. So back no. in two thousand, so, so in two thousand fourteen well, and two thousand fifteen, buyers were like, ah, I, you know, I, I'm still bidding. I'm still bidding. I got no options. I got no. I got no negotiability. Right? There's best and finals everywhere. Right. I can barely see any good products. I just want a one on one. And now they got all of that, but they don't yeah. really want to bid. But that's because, on the whole, in this market, in the city, there's this, you know instinct yeah it's like yeah. someone it's like someone said to me would you eat in an empty restaurant and I said yes I would I don't care the food is yeah. good I'll eat in an empty restaurant right. and right now you know buyers of course of course they're speaking among themselves yeah. so it's like you know if their friend is not making an offer they're not making an offer and and it's just stunning to me that there's like this lack of ability to evaluate what's a good option for you yeah and stay out of your neighbor's business. Well, you know what, yeah. Victoria? Victoria, you know? we are animals. Okay, we're maybe smart animals, but we are animals, and we and we behave like animals. And there's an animalistic nature to to tradable markets, stock markets included. Um, well, we're winding I'm down. I'm trying to change yeah. that, and, All right. and, and, and you know, <laughs> lead the way. Tame, lead the way us. in the civilized yeah. direction. We're we're we're, we're ending, um, getting towards the end here. Um, what would you just quick overview? What would you tell buyers out there? Just overview one liner. What would you tell buyers? What would you tell sellers? What would you tell agents? Let's right. start with buyers, really quick. One liner. One liner. Do what's right for you, and don't pay attention to what your friends are doing. Don't time the market. Do what's right for you. That includes unless you can time the market. That that includes <laughs> not timing the market. Do what feels right. right. Do what's right for you. Okay. I'm sellers. I'm a brand new seller coming on. I got brokers coming yeah. over to me. I got brokers promising they can get me these yeah. amazing prices from peak, peak levels because yeah. they know people in Asia and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, what do you tell them? There's great competition and you only have the first four to six suites to make a difference, that, that's to make it. the first impression. That's a, I totally agree with that. And you can't Price change right. that first impression. Right. Um, I would tell agents, especially newer agents that are signing on and maybe having a difficult time getting, getting going in the slow market. Right. What I would tell agents, just because someone has a quick way of reaching you doesn't mean you have to respond quickly there's nothing to respond with so mm. before you respond to your buyers especially because a lot of newer agents work with buyers mm. or tenants you know just because you can respond quickly don't mm -hmm. necessarily respond if you don't have all the information mm -hmm. and do the research and don't do the research just online if you're showing a listing make sure you call the listing right. broker right. and you have a conversation with them about the building about the apartment about the yeah. history know of your stuff a little side so, of the garfunkel slow down you move too fast so. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great on that note thank you so much for joining us for this conversation thank you. Noah and john we got victoria here we're at brown Harris stevens we're talking manhattan and we'll see you next time